Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This summer, I had the opportunity to travel to Cambridge, England as part of my doctoral program. It was the second of three advances that we have to attend. And for me, this trip was eye-opening and just made a huge impact on me mentally and and really spiritually. And that's what I want to share with you today. But before we get into that, I just want to preface this by just kind of breaking down some of the nuances of, of England and America. Our two countries don't understand time and distances the same. In America, we think, oh, 200 years, man, that was a long time ago. America was founded just over 200 years ago. Like, that's when we signed our Constitution. All right. So 200 years ago. But for us, that seems like forever ago. In England, 200 years is like, ah, that's that's no big deal. That's only 200 years ago. But in England, if you look at time or distances, they think of 100 miles as, as a long way. In America, 100 miles isn't that far. I mean, my wife and I are about to have our first baby, and our hospital is 90 miles away, 90 minutes, 100 miles, somewhere in there. And that's where we're going to travel to have our first child. To put this in perspective, the size of America, where we used to live in the panhandle of Texas, it would take as long to travel from the panhandle of Texas, to South Padre Island, Texas, as it took to go from that same city to where my grandmother used to live in Illinois. And so there's this huge distance, uncomprehension between our countries, but also on the same fact, we don't understand years and time the way England does. And so, with that being said, um, while I was in Cambridge, I had the opportunity to, to walk around with some of my fellow colleagues, and we got to, to go into some of these old churches. And when I say old, I'm talking five, six, nine hundred years old. Um, and it was incredible to step in to a building that was that old. And for me, it was, it was kind of overwhelming. And so in every church building that we went into, I would take just a few moments to sit down and to look at the brickwork, to examine the stained glass windows, the artwork, the rafters, the beams, the pews, and just absorb it all in and to sit in a building that is 900 years old, rich, with history, rich with worship, rich with um, relationship was amazing. And while I was sitting there in these buildings, the scripture, Hebrews 12, came to mind. And it says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, Let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, 
the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so while I was sitting there in these 900-year-old buildings, I just began to think about the generations upon generations upon generations who sat in the same pews that I was sitting in at that moment and worshipped the same God that I worship. They had sat in that same spot. How many men, how many women, how many children had sat in that same spot in the pew that I was sitting at in that moment and worshiped God? And the writer of Hebrews isn't talking about a literal cloud of witnesses as if the, our ancestors and those who have gone before us are sitting on, on stands um, watching us and, and watching us live our lives and, and live our Christian faith. But they are, it's the, the reference, it's the metaphor that, that the writer of Hebrews was using of, of creating this stadium that we are on the track running the race set before us and they're in the stands cheering us on and, and just yelling and screaming for us. I mean, we live in the Texas Panhandle where Friday night high school football is insane. And so when you go to a high school football game, the cheering and the screaming that happens for the home team is just incredible. They will put some decibels out. And so think of that. Imagine that sitting in a church that is 900 years old. But we take that and we bring that to our culture in America and we see that we don't have buildings that are 200 years old or 900 years old. Typically, the average age of a church is 100 years, 110 years. And so to have that understanding of, of a building and a place that is that old, the bricks and stones are still held together. The roof is still on. The pews are still there. The artwork is still there. The carvings are still there. We are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. And we stand on the shoulders of 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 those who have gone before us and ran the race. And my prayer is that we never forget those who have gone before us. You see, in England, the church and culture have intersected for hundreds of years. And so people walk by these 900-year-old buildings and, eh, whatever, it's just another old building. But we're building multi-million dollar buildings in America that who knows if, if that church will still gather there in a hundred years. Try to put that timeline in, in perspective. 
900 years. It just blows my mind to think about that and how many generations of people and families worshipped in those places. And we get to carry that torch to this generation. We get the opportunity to carry that torch to our generation in America. We don't, we don't just carry our faith, our personal faith, our personal walk with the Lord. We are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses who have gone before us, who have succeeded, who have failed, who have lived, who have been put to death for 2,000 years, who have worshipped the same God that we do since Jesus. And so as you go throughout the next week or two, let that be on your mind. Dwell on the fact that we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Envision yourself living your Christian life in the middle of a stadium, running on a track with the generations upon generations of men, women, and children who have gone before us cheering you on. We are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. May we never forget it, that we don't live this Christian life on our own. We live in the context of community both now and in the context of community within eternity. So what does that mean for you personally? What does that scripture make you think of that you are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses? How does that deepen your faith? How does that draw you closer to Jesus? How does being surrounded by a cloud of witnesses make God more real to you? Think about that. Dwell on it. Leave a comment. Um in the blog post and I would love to hear your thoughts on just the understanding of being surrounded by a cloud of witnesses alright guys I love you have a great day see you next time bye bye